Chloe Remini from seekingbalance.com.au and I am really pleased today to introduce you all to my good friend and colleague Peter Roberts. So welcome well, Peter. Thank you, thank you Joe. Lovely to be here. Thank yeah. you for asking me. Yeah. Oh look, it's a real treat. So I have met Peter not only through musical connections through my family and through my mother in particular who's a dance therapist. But Peter is a music thanatologist, and have I said that You've properly? Got exactly right. Great. Yep. yep. And Peter does incredibly special, soulful work in helping people transition into life through birthing, but also particularly through dying and the death process. And uh, that sounds very serious, doesn't it? It sounds like a very serious occupation. Well, I think. In fact, it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think. You know, we're we're so addicted in today's society into being young, into being that you know robust healthy athletic almost like the endless adolescence that it's it's not so often that we talk about the the sacredness the seriousness and yeah the the place of dying and it's a place of vulnerability too you know yeah that's when we're at our most vulnerable it's like when we are down and we are very very unwell yeah um and so it's Tending to that vulnerability, and that becomes that, that's how we get into this realm of the sacred. For me, that's what this is about. Yeah, without being religious and not being too serious about it. But well, it's it's just serious. It's, is it serious? I don't yeah, know. it's deep and it's beautiful and it's it's, it's wonderful. There's a place for it, yeah. and I think so. This podcast is on neuroplasticity, brain yeah. health, and well-being. Yes. The people listening may have chronic symptoms, whether that be chronic tinnitus, dizziness, vertigo or pain. And many of my clients and the people who follow me on YouTube or my podcast are going through daily vulnerability. And they're navigating how do, you know, do I have to put on a brave face? Do I have to smile all the time? Do I have to suck it up and push through? And what I'm trying to help my listeners and my followers explore is this idea of stopping to feel into what's real and creating space for wholeness because we're not all young and happy and healthy all the time, 24 seven. And sometimes these transitions of life when we're going through deep change, which may not of course be dying, but maybe transitioning through healing that we need to have support networks and ways to not reject those aspects of our life and close one chapter in order to open up a new chapter. Uh And what I see with the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of healing is many of my private clients will say, you know, they were dying, they were suicidal, they were in gross, gross, huge pain Mm. and going through this healing process of opening up to more of themselves and being able to meet their grief and their sadness and feel through it, it brought a deeper sense of intimacy and connection. Okay. And once they got through it and opened up to the next chapter, they returned to normal, feeling better than before. So it's like they they had a whole rebirthing. Right, yeah. Well, they're fortunate to found that way. That process. Yeah. Yeah. So my questions for you, Peter, would be on (laughs) what is your, you know, everyday layperson approach to spirituality and sacred? Because I think it's a big part of your work. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. Gosh, you start with a big question first, don't you? <laughs> do, you do you want to maybe? Well, for me, yeah, you know, go, the go. everyday, sure, sure. Um, for me, the I tend to always keep thinking it's about music. Maybe people don't know what I do, and the yeah. the role of a music thanatologist. You know, it's got a difficult to pronounce name, and I tend to put that behind me. But it's 
offering music to someone who's at the very, very end of their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's live music, it's not recorded music. And so we enter into a very intimate space. Mm -hmm. But this person's extremely vulnerable, and so are the family members. Mm -hmm. And so the offering of music, it's not just entertainment or favorite music or pleasant tunes or relaxation music. I am trying to reach that person in their vulnerability and say, hey, is this where you are? Can I just play music to you? Does this sound like where you are? It may be sad, it may be not, it may be uplifting, but always gently trying to hold them, trying mm -hmm. to hold them in their vulnerability and helping them just to rest into it more and more and so that they let go into it. You know, mm -hmm. Letting go could be the end of life or it could be letting go into a deep, deep, deep peace or sleep or whatever. And this happens for babies and this happens for people not just dying. The music thanatology part was my training and that's what I specialised in for years and years. But I, I've extended that to play for anybody. Yep. And so here's where the sacredness comes. For me, um, the, the notion of, you know, the playing comes from a deep place in me and I'm not going to get too heavy about it, but it's, there is this deep, deep place for me that this music, somehow or other, uh, it connects to something more than me. You know, those words sound trite as soon as I say it, but in the music, that's where it is, and and I like to try, and I do uh, invite the person I'm playing for into that. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen to this. this. Can you feel this? Can you feel this? Can I? Yeah. Can yeah. I speak to that a bit? Yeah. So, if you if we to think about humans are connective beings, we're not solo. Right beings okay. you know yep. from an evolutionary cavewoman caveman perspective we've always been in tribes mm -hmm. and it can feel so lonely and you know i get emails all the time from my clients saying i feel so alone i feel so isolated yeah. nobody understands me yeah. yeah and so i just want to put forth how important it is to regain that sense of both connection mm -hmm. and having a relationship with life with yourself and potentially with somebody else, which could be somebody like Peter or somebody mm -hmm. like me, yeah. who cannot push you or force you or make you fake things, but actually say, is this where you're at? Is this what mm -hmm. you're feeling? And I'm here with you. I'm sharing that feeling yeah. and yeah. we'll stay here as long as you need to. Yes. Because we know this feeling is finite and temporary and yeah. it's going to shift. Yeah. And when your next feeling comes along, We'll be with you for that too. Mm -hmm. And so it's this giving permission to feel again. So right. we're not having to fake yes. and reject and go, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes. I've got yes. it all sorted. Yes, I understand. And this kind and that, of yeah. sacred yeah. relationship building That's with right. self yeah. and other. And there is that musical analogy, or this happens in the music. I could just go and play things to say, people, come on, cheer you up. You look sad. Uh -huh. Let me play something. I'll cheer you up. Let's have a laugh. Let's do I an Irish do jig. Good Irish jig. <laughs> Uh, you know, but in fact, what I'm trying to do is mirror back to mm -hmm. the person what I, I am presuming and guessing I'm feeling, 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 I'm feeling a, a place that they may be. And, and I'm not trying to change anything. I'm just trying to say, hey, this is okay. where you are. This is where we are. This is where we are. It's okay. 
Yeah. And other people in the room may not be in that place, they might not understand that, but I am absolutely connected to that person and I'm just holding trying to hold them and let them yeah. feel that there's someone here that actually knows. And this happens wordlessly, so mm -hmm. there's no conversation, it's the music that's that's holding them. The music is a neutral, it's me, it's the harp, it's the you know the eyes. The music is an amplifier for me. The harp is an amplifier. So I'm saying, hey I'm going to play this to you, and it's this for you. Yeah. So you might find a friend who could do that for you. Well, I if you're fortunate to find a person who gets real, like doesn't have to talk or just yeah. be with you in that. The other, yeah. we spoke about this also with Jess uh, Higgins Anderson, who's a mm -hmm. music therapist. Okay, yeah. And we spoke about, you know, if you're at home and you don't have access to professionals locally, yeah. there's nothing stopping you from gathering your favourite music yeah. that touches okay. you in your heart and creating sure. a playlist that matches where you're at. Yes. And yes. that's some of the self-support skills that are accessible, especially with the amazing internet giving us access to so many MP3s and you know, mm. we can, there's so much we can explore. Yes. But I wanted to come back to what I really love about your work, Peter, is this idea of it's very much active compassion. Right. And it's not right. someone just saying, oh, you know, I'm there for you, let me know if I can cook you a meal or this kind of el at elbow length right. compassion. It's like you're really with people in the yeah. heart, yeah. in their heart energy, and you're saying, this is okay, you're allowed to feel this, and I'm with you. Yes. I'm 100% with you sharing this feeling, and I'm communicating and holding that vibration through this offering of live, spontaneous, heartfelt music. Mm -hmm. And to me, that just demonstrates so magically compassion. And I feel, for me as a therapist, mm -hmm. my role is to role model compassion and give people ways to learn step-by-step how to practice self-compassion. Okay. Yeah. And what's your definition of compassion and what do you think the role is of music <laughs> in bringing compassion to others? Yeah. Gosh. I don't think in terms of definition, I'm just a music man. Well, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? <laughs> so the compassion for me is to be uh, compassion is to be in a place of understanding of the other. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yes, it's, and it's reaching out from that place of understanding. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't have, I'm not very good at definitions. I um, think, that's I why think, I play the music. <laughs> the I, music think, yeah. I think what you've said really yeah. made sense and so many people are yearning for understanding okay. and it, it can feel like such a dagger through yeah. the chest when the people you love most, whether that be your husband or wife yeah. or your partner, if you're not married or your, your parents or yeah. your children yeah. or your colleagues or your best friends, when they can't understand what you're going through and mm. they're kind of like, come on, come out for a few drinks, put on some yeah. lipstick, yeah. get on with yeah. it or yeah. let's, you know, get, get back on the dirt buggy yeah. and that can feel like, such a rejection because yes, yes. they're saying, well, I don't see where you are, so just join me over here in happy land and yeah, distract, yeah. distract, avoid, yeah. avoid. Yeah. And in fairness to them, that they may not be able to go to that place. Correct. You know, you may need to find a person totally outside the circle of people that you know. Um, yeah, because I think uh, it's a beautiful thing to find someone who can 
who can touch that place in you and just be there. Hold it. it and hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Without trying to change something yeah. necessarily, but in the holding, something changes. Well, that's the nature of things. Yeah. And if we, if we go back to looking at weather patterns and Mother Nature, yeah. you know, if we go through a very dark, stormy, cloudy, rainy period, sure, it might last an hour, it might yeah. last two hours, but it will transition and it will change. Mm -hmm. And our human emotions, even the deepest grief, really operate in a similar fashion that once we allow the rain to fall and we don't block it, you know, get in there and try and band-aid mm -hmm. up the clouds, yeah. it really does transition into the next feeling which could very well be relief or intimacy yeah. Yeah. or connection, compassion. So coming back to family members and the people who love us most, I wanted to build on what Peter said, which is often we feel the dagger and we feel the hurt. Why don't you understand me? Mm. But it's no one's fault. It's not your fault for feeling that rejection and it's not their fault for not understanding you yeah. because it is very difficult to connect with deep emotions, especially if you haven't been through them. And I know my experience of depression, anxiety and deep trauma have been so much better than any textbook I read in my psychology training. And it offered me a, a, a deeper embodied experiential sense of what it meant to go through deep grief or what it meant to go through deep isolation or self-doubt mm -hmm. and through that experience when I see and feel other people in that I can say yeah I know I yeah. I see that and mm -hmm. I get that and mm -hmm. there's a you know but if that's not in your feeling repertoire and yeah. people don't get that it doesn't exist for them they've, they've never seen it never felt yeah. it they're so just they, like what do you understand yeah. exactly so I'm yeah. curious should we have a little musical interlude? We could, we and could. Do you want to just show people kind of some of the beautiful yes, instruments yes, you've... Well, you that's right, it's kind of interesting. The people, this, yeah. is a, this is a new instrument that people may never have seen and it, it came from an idea of mine. Um, my daughter designed this little logo here. And Australian gum leaf. Australian gum leaf and my family and my daughters, both daughters and my wife are at home making this while I'm talking to you. I know, it's a nice family. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but the idea of this instrument is that it's immediately playable and it's calming. It's called a reverie hum. And so I'll just, just play a little. Just have a listen. One note after the other, nothing too clever. Anyone could do this. I could do all sorts of tricky things, but there's something beautiful in the simplicity. I'm playing one note after the other. Slowly. Slowly. So. And with this reverie yeah. harp, yeah. so Peter's more, you've in, invented the concept of this, right? Yes, yes, I, yeah. And we'll. For me personally, my mother owns one of these harps. So I think I met Peter's harp before I met Peter. And I used to love laying flat on the floor and popping the box on yeah. my belly and yeah. closing my eyes and just strumming and allowing the musical vibrations to actually touch me, yeah, you, you know. Feel this through the instrument. Through. I, play that, I, can, I can feel that through the vibration. 
I, I um, I'm the co-creator of it. I you, uh, the ideas. These are my ideas, you know, because I wanted to mention my life is what I got with a fellow who was an instrument maker. This is what we were, and so this is what came from it. Then also, you can put this to your ear. Yeah. It's it's so rich. How about that? It's yeah. so rich. Like being in a cathedral. Yeah. And also you can let it come through. Yeah, let it come through. Part of neuroplasticity is, in, is stimulating our senses and having a variety of stimulation in our home practice and in our approach to how we're healing. The neurons moving through our brain, our ears, our eyes, our spinal cord, and honestly throughout the whole body. Having access to comforting, soothing, dare I say sacred sound, I think is a really beautiful thing for anyone to add to their repertoire. And this could even be revisiting old lullabies you loved as a child. And the harp, I've had quite a few clients have really beautiful responses in their healing to the heart it's helped them with their sleep it's helped them ease away from focus on symptoms and to go into a deeper place within themselves that felt safe and what a gift to be able to actually feel safe in your body when the habit or the tendency may have been to run away from what you feel you know because it's painful here and having this music that's simple and soothing and soulful to open up more space to feel you know i'm okay yeah. I'm okay. Something you said before about choosing your favourite music. Um, uh, somewhere in that, if you tend to wallow in the same music that you've been stuck in, mm -hmm. so it's not a bad idea to look beyond that and say, hey, what else is out there? You know? mm. change, um, change the neural pathways. Yeah, have a change and have a listen to something that's maybe more simple mm -hmm. than what you're used to listening to. Yeah. Or ask uh, friends for recommendations. What's the most beautiful? Uh, music that they've heard, you know, and have a try. Yes. I think there's a lot to be said for that because yeah. you do, we, we all do, you know, we get stuck in our own patterns and our own behaviours and our own music that's on the iPod and it might be heavy and, and it might make you sad always. And know. sometimes it's not serving us anymore. So sometimes there's music that's bringing so us back. another instrument, yeah, so sometimes that old music is bringing us into that old breakup story or the old divorce or the old yeah, exactly traumatic right. time and it puts us back in that stuckness. I find the harp really soothing. What a treat. Peter Roberts here on the harp. Mm. Mm. 
ask me a question because I can't speak anymore. <laughs> I'm sure the part of me that plays the harp is the part of my brain that is where the language comes from. Because honestly, um, I can barely speak when I'm playing. And you can say, what are you playing? That's what I was going to say. That's a really good demonstration. Keep playing by all means. Yeah. It's a really beautiful demonstration of single tasking. And part of neuroplasticity is knowing what you want your brain to focus on. So if Peter says, I want to put my attention into music making and offering for the listeners of this YouTube and podcast... It means that his brain can really dedicate as many neurons as possible to the emotional and physical motor centres of his, his communication, his musical areas of his brain, you know, his fingertips. He can recruit all of those neurons to the one task. But if he starts answering questions from me, and I've got a couple more questions for him, I'm actually drawing his focus away from the music so he can't concentrate and really give his best to the musical communication because some of those neurons will then go into his speech brain, into his language brain, into his, oh, my goodness, Joey's asking me questions brain, and it would dilute the creativity and dilute the impact of his music. So single-tasking rather than multitasking is always going to be your best bet when you're trying to train the brain at anything and trying to really build neural capacity and neural networking. If we're doing lots all at once, including ruminating and being emotional while trying to do a balance exercise or while trying to work on um, exercises for your vertigo, tinnitus or pain, if you're highly emotional but your exercise is over somewhere else, that emotion will actually kind of sabotage the exercise and the emotional neurons will take over. But generally speaking, you've got to address the emotion first and come to a place of self-soothing and self-connection and then focus on driving or walking or whatever it is you're doing. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that before. And that's, uh, mm, no, the brain. That's worth knowing, yes. The yes, brain's yes. amazing. So are you up for another question? Okay. Just, just, just a light question. <laughs> if I don't know the answer, I'll start playing again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there is an answer. My question is what are your thoughts yeah. on resistance and surrender? And, and if you were to think about the, the clients you're often working with who might be in a great place of resistance and hating where mm -hmm. they are, and then I'm, I'm guessing through your work you're perceiving a lot of surrender and a lot of openness to surrender mm -hmm. through well, a process. Um, I don't know if I have an answer to your question, but quite often people, well, quite often, sometimes people are reluctant to have a blood player heart for them. Yeah when they're not well, when they're in their jammies, when they're in their nighty, when they're in bed, when they're sick, when everything's going on. Um, I'm always invited. I don't just bowl in and start yeah. to play. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make that very clear. <laughs> I'm there at invitation. But it might not be their idea or it might not be the right time. Yeah. And it's for me to respect that. Mm -hmm. And until they get to know me, um, I might say, look, I'll play outside. Yeah. Or let me just play you something, just something small, and I'll go. If you want me to stay, I'll stay. But they don't understand. Number number one, they don't know me. Yeah. Number two, it's they don't understand what it's unfamiliar. And then, um, and then gradually, gradually, gradually get to know each other. And it's my aim for them to feel safe enough 
that they can surrender to the music, to the experience. Yeah. But I've got to be very careful that I'm uh, giving them something beautiful to surrender to. I yes. need to be in a good place within myself. Yes. Yep. I need to come with skills that are appropriate. Not be pushy. Uh, not be pushy and I'll leave if it's not appropriate. You know, if the signs are there, even if they're not saying it, if I can see you it. You can I'll, feel it. Yeah, I can feel it. I can see it in your face. You know, and it's all right for me to say, okay, I'll, I'll go. This is not the time. Were you ever in a, in a hospital setting? I know you worked yeah. quite a long time at the yeah. St. John of God Hospital. Yeah. 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 Were you ever it's playing in the corridors so you weren't actually in their space, yeah. but yeah. just... just yeah. Sure. And what was the reaction to that? Because I imagine other people yeah, would have heard yeah, and they're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. well, I have a magnificent story in uh, the book. You know, I've written a book and there's a beautiful story. Can you share it with us and, and plug your book too, let people know about your book. Ah, well, I have a book. <laughs> <laughs> I had my work was researched by um, uh, Deakin University here and uh, had a researcher with me for a couple of years, a year and a half. Yeah. And so she collected the stories from people and she said, you've really got to write a book about it. So much is going on, so much is happening. So that's where the book came from. But uh, I'm, I didn't start off to plug the book. I just wanted to mention the fellow. There was a man there who uh, his wife was dying. Mm. I had no idea of that. Um, I was in the area, you know, and I was just outside the door. I mean, I don't have much time we've got, but we could read the letter. Would you like to hear the letter that you wrote? It's in the book. If you want to share it, sure. Have it's, you, have you got so it? Beautiful. Have you got it handy? Yeah, just a second. Great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just waiting for Peter Roberts to grab his book. And I'm sure many of you have never heard of music thanatology, and this is a really new concept. Mm. But just because we haven't heard of things doesn't make them any less incredible and, and worthy of learning about and part of my podcast is really to open people up to the plethora of options that are available out there we don't have to just go down the mainstream generic pop this pill do this bedside exercise you know repeat this generic program I really want you to know there is honestly millions of options out there for you to explore and you need to feel what works for you because what works for one person some, some people might absolutely love harp and just melt into it and somebody else has a traumatic association with the harp and it's like a no-go zone. So just honouring everyone's different and I think we're... I'm trying to find the letter. I mean, just a little bit. That's beautiful. We'll get there. We'll get there. So when you're looking at the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual aspects of recovery... Um, and I'm also writing a book about this at the moment, oh, yeah, actually, yes, yes. for the purpose of really helping people open their minds up to what is possible. We can feel so stuck and in so much pain and thinking, why can't the doctor solve this? Why can't the physiotherapist? Why can't the audiologist? Why can't the kinesiologist? Why can't X, Y, and Z help me or, or fix me? And the reason is because you are in control of your neurons. You teach your neurons how to wire and how to hardwire new pathways. So if you don't like the way you're feeling or your old patterns and your old neural circuits are not feeling normal anymore and you're feeling not quite right or you've got loud sounds or you've got unstable dizzy feelings or deep, deep depression, anxiety or grief, you can actually lean into those feelings in order to let your brain sort them out and reorganise them and that's neuroplasticity. 
Nobody else can do that process for you because it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes humility, it takes readiness, it takes lots of support by professional people who can professionally journey with you through that process. I have plenty of people using the Rocksteady program, which is a self-study resource, so that they can do it at home, on their own, whenever they want, you know, midnight, midday, doesn't matter. You just click play and you engage with that self-reflective and learning process whenever you want. So there are lots of options out there. And if you're feeling stuck or alone, we get that. There's a really good reason for that. And that's because society really gives us the very loud option of traditional medicine and the, the major main solutions, yeah? Mm, yeah? And if that's all you've been exposed to and you haven't been able to find other options that work for you, then, yeah, you would feel isolated and stuck and alone. And I've just found the link. Okay. So here we are. And what's your book called before we read the letter? It's called The Harp and the Ferryman. The Harp and the Ferryman. So here's an excerpt uh, read by Peter Roberts. Um, but it, it, I only brought this up because you mentioned that what happens when you play outside the door. Now, yeah. I didn't know this man. I've never met this man. I've met him since. Go for it. Uh, he's talking about his wife. Um, uh, his wife had been to, he and his wife had been together for 38 years. And our two beautiful children... Uh, mum and sister from Perth were there. We weren't prepared fully for her passing as we thought there would be at least one more Christmas, maybe two. I had noticed you in one of the corridors and was mesmerised by the beautiful simplicity of what you were doing. The notes from heaven were gently moving through the woods. It seemed like each note floated directly to the heart for its healing purpose. You took up a position right, side, right outside her room and filled our most sacred space with love and healing. The perfume of flowers and your music, the world a standstill. All of our senses filled to overflowing and, this, and it is this so imprinted in each of us there that will last forever. Each note gently played for Jill's final moments. The beautiful being easing gracefully. Mm. Um, so you can see why we're so touched. Da, 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 da. We are true believers in the extraordinary and holy repertoire of sacred moment therapies. I love Be that. Beautiful. But it's so much more than that. Um, and this is what I meant about the difficulty of finding words. It is that the chosen intervention does actually speak for itself. Mm -hmm. There's no explanation needed for what it is. It's what you're talking about. Or the extraordinary set of effects and outcomes that transpires. I cannot thank you enough. There don't seem to be the words to adequately say what your music did. People will commend you on all quarters for what you're doing, as they should, but it's when you're actually in the beneficiary actually the beneficiary right there in the final sacred space and the direct recipient of your beautiful work. This is the high order testimonial. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Beautiful. I think that's enough. Beautiful. Looks like <laughs> it's gonna looks like it's gonna be an I'm incredibly it, you know. beautiful book. Yeah. Anyway, the the point being that I did not know. Yeah. I did not know the man, I didn't know his wife, I was playing. And so the offering of 
that we all can do, that we all can do for others, the offering of beauty and love and in whatever way we're doing it, it's not harp isn't the be all and end all, but kindness and presence. presence. Yeah. Being present and listening and being offering from your heart mm. um, has a rippling effect. And then it rippled through the door into that room that I did not know. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful, you know. How wonderful. Life is wonderful. We are connected in so many ways, as you said. Well, when, when we're open to receiving that connection, the connections are here right now. Mm. And even, and you know, I've gone through deep self-hatreds and horrible places where, mm. you know, you just feel completely unworthy and completely disconnected and my soul's out the window or I'm not connected yeah, to my soul. Yeah. But even in those moments, that connection's always there. It's like, have I opened the door to let it in? Yeah. And, you know, is my fear blocking me from my potential to heal and connect? And I think this is the human experience. This is not unique to me, Joey. Right. This is something that we're all traversing and we're all mm. asking ourselves, what am I willing to feel today? And what is my body communicating to me? What do I need? How can I support myself through this feeling? And how can I let myself know that I'm allowed to feel this? It's okay to feel what I feel. This is, in fact, a part of my healing and a part of my connection to self mm -hmm. and other that is part of my evolution this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, we have to let go of that old myth that we can be strong, healthy, vital, vibrant, right. you know, happy-go-lucky all the time. I think that expectation. Mm -hmm. And that happiness myth is really debilitating because sometimes life is crap and it feels crap and we need support to actually go into that and process the other side of it and come out with a deeper perspective and yeah. hopefully more self-love. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any... I'm, only, I'm thinking about, you know, what is the... When you are in that dark, dark place and mm. what are the things that can open you to the other side, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking that, you know, part of our training was that the, the inspiration was is from beauty, you know? Yeah. It's the beauty. If you can find beauty in something. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Moves on the tree, kids outside. Yeah. Mm, you know, laughter. Sometimes even, else, sometimes even sadness is sadness beautiful. Is, yes, yes, let it go. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's so many... I think that's something to look for. Mm. It doesn't need words, doesn't need to be anything special. Look at the scene. Appreciation of yeah. beauty. And so sometimes you can be looking at that scene, you can't even see it. You yeah. can't even, you know, but then it's it'll a dawn feeling. On, but it'll dawn on you that it is. Yeah. Well, we, might, we yeah. might end the, the conversation there. <laughs> yeah. But Peter Roberts, and is it robertsmusic.net? Robertsmusic.net. Yeah. I'll send a link to Peter. You can check out his amazing harp albums, his book. He's widely interviewed. He's got huge um, imprint in media, including documentaries written about him and the, the amazing work he's doing. If you want to get in touch with Peter, you can do that through his website. Mm. And we've given you a little prompter to search for beauty. Once you click, or once this podcast or this YouTube finishes, gently ease into finding beauty today, anywhere, within yourself, around yourself. And it's a little bye for now. This is Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. 
There are plenty of free resources on my website. Please use them. And if you need support and you need someone understanding to be beside you in this journey, reach out. We're here. There are so many people in the world willing to support you. So I really hope you get what you need. And Peter Roberts, thank you so much. You're welcome, Joe. Everybody, I'll just play you out. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank mm -hmm. you.